0: this thing about
1: topic yeah what's the topic today sanjay
2: so well you two want to do uh you know podcast around today here and as we all uh know uh we've been witnessing a colossal failure yes moment uh which is basically uh you know we're locked down so just uh you know as a reference point um we had another pandemic uh, from 1918 to uh, 1921. If you remember, Did,
0: didn't that stop World War II? Uh,
2: well, it went concurrently with World War uh, One, right? Uh, that's what our remember. president said. Yeah, but uh, but uh, what I was trying to get to is uh, the state of the art. Uh, you know, and 50 million people died. The state of the art uh, to keep the pandemic. Uh, this uh, they call it Spanish flu. Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! 50 million, million, 50 million people died. Was Trump president?
2: No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> we'll get to it. But the state of the art in those days was wear a mask, yep. keep social distance, and uh, lock down in your home. 102 years have passed, and that's the state of the art. It's yeah. you know, just f- f- uh, flabbergasting to me that you know we can do better than that. Well, we wait a
1: minute. Right? To play devil's advocate, if fifty yeah. million people died, I think worldwide, how many have died now? Less than a million. So no, we're
0: more than a million. How many people no, have died? It's Sunday? Not a million.
2: It's a, a million. approaching a million.
1: So, so isn't so this? Uh,
2: it this, is this its now uh, about uh, let's see, uh, seven hundred ninety-eight thousand dead as of two days okay. ago.
1: Okay. So wait a minute. So in a hundred years, we've gone from. Fifty million to seven hundred thousand. Number one, number two, as a percentage of population, world population, we've done actually pretty well. So um, you know, like they say, it is as it is. What's the
0: problem?
2: Well, you know, the problem is uh, we're uh,
0: Mark's not smiling. No, yeah, it's uh, we're, two point three million down. infected, eight hundred thousand people dead, and U.S. has uh, one hundred seventy-eight thousand or so as of this recording. Yep. Um, That's right
2: so so you know let's 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 look at it differently right so the world population today is 7.8 billion and the us is 331 million which is basically 4.2% of percent. the us population is world uh, population the us population yeah and we just said the infections uh, uh, in the world for covid is 23 million and dead are 798,000 in the us the infected are 5.8 million and uh, that is 25.3% of the world population. Yes. Right? And the dead are 178,000, uh, which is 22.2% of the world population. Uh, you know, we're, we're like five, six times more. And mind you, this is the...
1: You mean the world. number of dead is five to six times higher than our percentage well, of the world population? The number
2: of dead is five times higher. So yeah. yes. times uh, five is approximately 22.2, which is... Uh, Uh, The percentage of world debt is uh, in the U.S. And, uh, you know, a little over six times is the percentage of people infected.
1: Well, wait a minute. I'm just going to apply the logic of the the Trump administration. And the one thing I'm going to ask you is there isn't any. Okay, but what percentage of the population using the same sorts of numbers? How did we stand 100 years ago? In other words, what percentage of the population, uh, world population, that died um, when the uh, Spanish flu came around was the U.S., was U.S.? That is, give me a similar set of numbers, and I'm sure you don't have them. I don't have
2: it uh, offhand, but I know it is not, uh, you know, 22 percent of the world population by a long, long shot. But also, the numbers were uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, unavailable, right? The U.S deliberately tried not to publish its numbers, and it was not just the U.S., it was everybody.
1: Oh, you mean back then? Back back then, then? Sanjay? Was it? Did did the U.S. back then purposely try not to publish its numbers back then?
2: other countries as well, because they were in a war, remember, First World War, and that's why they didn't want to publish it, but it actually started in a uh, garrison in Kansas City in the United States, Yet, it's called Spanish flu because they were neutral in those days, and they're the only ones that talked a lot about it or they pressed it, and suddenly it became the Spanish flu.
0: Okay. Uh, let, me, let me interject with the statistics from CDC. Okay. You guys can crunch the numbers. Oh, wait a minute. This is fake news.
1: You. This is fake news. I don't believe you. No, this you. is real news. It's from they don't the have state. the numbers anymore.
0: Uh, 500 million yeah. uh, or one-third of the then world's population became infected deaths were 50 million so that's 10 percent deaths of the of the infected and 675 thousand in the u.s
1: Dad, what's your point
0: I don't know what's the percentage so 10 percent of the people I'm- infected died and 675 thousand of the 500 million uh, 675 thousand US citizens died out of a uh, out of the 500 million that were Infected worldwide.
1: Almost 12%, correct, yeah, Sanjay? 12% of the world.
0: Let's do that real. 0.675 uh,
2: million died in the U.S. Uh, out of 50. So really just double that equals. So 1.35% died in the U.S.? Did that sound right? I mean, the yeah, U.S. had 1.35% death out of world population. Dead?
0: Yeah. Well, it is estimated that one-third of the world's population became affected. In yeah,
2: 1918. I'm just saying 675,000 died, right? So that's uh, 0.675 million, if you think about it, right? Yeah, Divided by 50 is 1.35% died in uh,
1: during Spanish I treatment. just want to point out to you guys the bigger picture here, which I think you're missing, which is that... Numbers. What is it? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Which is, if if three college graduates and maybe all of us have postgraduate degrees at this point, can't readily come to agreement on or figure out what the numbers are. Who's to no, say? No, we just did.
2: But, 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 just but wait, no, we just did. 1.35 percent of the people, uh, dead people uh, in uh, you know during Spanish, Spanish flu were in the U.S. Right now, today, 22.2 mm-hmm. percent of the dead are in the US. I mean that's an order of magnitude difference, right? I mean I, I agree that,
0: Sanjay. that speaks of the failure, the magnitude Wait,
1: the- wait. I got to call my friend Steve Bannon and ask him what my retort to that yeah, is. I,
0: I, he's no uh, longer on the boat just so you know.
1: He's saying, oh, oh, I thought he was on the yacht. Did they is he in jail now?
0: Uh, I think he's recle- re- he's uh, been released on his rec- own reconnaissance.
1: Oh, good <laughs> yeah. Recognizance. Yeah. yeah.
2: So
0: I mean, you know, the the other thing that really bothers me is that we have readiness
2: for everything, right? All sorts of terrorist, uh, you know, threats, you know, military threats. You know, I am I mean, ready.
1: I am ready, even as we speak, for my battery to run out. So we yeah. are ready.
2: Exactly know. right. We are ready uh, and even though all the experts were just speaking of a pandemic, and we actually got wake-up calls with uh, uh, SARS, Ebola, H1N1, right. and all that, you know, uh, this country has not been ready for something like this. And once it hits, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's another Ebola. Okay.
1: I have a feeling this is all a run-up to um, the introduction to the topic of today's show.
0: Okay. which oh, is. right. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we were doing a show. I just thought the three three old friends were shooting the poop.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's your point, Sanjay?
0: Do you do you call this a show? Is that what you call this?
1: Well, well the, the point famity.
0: is right
2: there in front of our faces, which is it's just been a colossal yes. failure. And Can we and blow the national scale. I know you guys do podcasts about failures of companies and all that. And, it, you know, there's good learnings. And it's a little bit of uh, painful for the, you know, founders and and the investors of the companies. This is effectively a company of 330 uh, million people, and there seems to be no leadership, and there seems to be no recognition that this is a failure, and let's start getting to work. And so well, this
0: is yeah. So Sanjay, this is uh, if I look at you know, uh, the analogy I would use is we're customers. Mm-hmm. We're paying, you know, taxpayers. Yeah, paying customers of of this. We're kind of, you know, we've got this one uh, incumbent captive provider, which happens to be the U.S. government, mm-hmm. and they failed miserably. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of take it from 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 that standpoint, and we're having to go try and figure this stuff out on our on our own. Yeah, but the problem is it's a tra- highly transmissible disease, and up until five months ago, we were all you know highly mobile. And now we're now we're obviously yeah. But
1: let me uh, ask you guys this, which is how well else has and, and don't and by the way I'm going to blow our, our family friendly rating and say, you know we're we're suffering through this shit show now here in the U.S. But as I look and um, read the paper, I get the sense that other countries, at times do well and at times do badly. So um, I'm not a huge fan of if you couldn't guess this administration. It looks like it's a complete crapshoot on whether you. Um, no. Whether and how and what time you come out well on this thing or not, who would know?
0: I disagree. I mean, you look at our adjacent, you know, neighbor, Canada, and again, you guys are better at, at, at these numbers uh, than I am. But our 52nd but that, state. Yeah, well, you know, they're they've done a whole hell of a lot better with the same set of climatic uh, uh, circumstances. Yeah,
1: but same. there's nobody nobody lives there, Mark. It's oh, like it's a,
0: it's, a, it's like the size of California. Yeah, I know, so but the population is equivalent to California. Yeah, so but it's the just, size of
1: it's the size of all of Russia combined. I mean, including the, you know, all the what is just that about the width.
0: But if well, but if you just do it by population, it's equivalent to California, and you know, California as hard as they tried, you know, uh, kind of went at it alone. So you look at it again if it's if it's population to population, Canada's fared a lot better.
2: Yeah, and these things, what they normally do is they they uh, duper per capita, right, right, right. Uh, you know, uh, tests per capita, uh, deaths per capita, and all that. I'll tell you, the U.S. takes the trophy on pretty much any metric. And and I'll tell you, by the way, uh, you know,
1: I-, I There's I, a joke I, in there I, somewhere, by the, the way.
2: Going from admirable to deplorable position, right? I mean, look, the U.S. GDP is 21.4 trillion, which basically, uh, and it's been a leader uh, that way, globally, for, since 1871. That's so cool. that means it is 23.5 percent of the world GB, GDP. Almost a quarter of the GDP produced by 4.2 percent of the people.
0: Wow. I mean, this
2: yeah, is so, amazing. These numbers. They're working
0: so and hard. You just it. and it sounds like it's equivalent to the could, to the infection rate. But, but you'd yeah, expect yeah,
1: yeah. them to get sicker. if They're working so hard. You'd expect them to be sicker. It's just like of <laughs> doing business. I got So, you.
2: so you know, it's it's more than the leadership. I be, I believe you know. It's also, and but here's another uh, question for you, two very smart gentlemen. What what <laughs> percentage it, of the GDP is is the healthcare industry?
1: Else in ten or something like that,
0: Mark. Uh, what percent of the GDP is the healthcare? Oh, it's probably like two and a half.
2: Two and a half percent of the GDP is healthcare. I'm going right?
1: for ten. I'm going okay. for
2: okay. You both are fairly far off. No. In 1980, uh, you know, uh, the uh, health care was 9% of U.S. GDP. So part, just... It started creeping up, and 10 years ago, it became 18% and stayed about there.
0: Oh, oh that's In- what I said, 18%.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so imagine anything that grows I mean if you move the GDP percentage by one or two percent it's a big freaking deal I'm sorry uh it's fundamental freaking
0: freaking I think it's,
2: frickin', frickin
1: frickin I think it's the not thing on the list
2: in 10 years and that's uh, great rent- right? I mean you know, our health insurance bills and blah 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 exactly. but my point is if it's taking up that much of the resource I mean it's like buying all the you know uh, aircraft carriers and Missiles and all that, being ready for war. You know, we spent that kind of money, and the war happened, and you know, we're not protected.
1: Well, that, the that, obvious solution. The obvious solution is to spend more on the postal system, right? I think we should get those sorters back in the postal in the uh, postal whatever they call the, offices. The problem with
0: that comment is that that makes this podcast somewhat dated.
1: <laughs> that was <laughs> yesterday. That was this morning's news.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but well, I mean, this is the point where. Those of us at failure say, but there's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah. There we so, go.
1: Uh, or, Sanjay, you must have one.
0: Yeah.
2: So we, you know, for your <laughs> listeners and for you to we don't have uh, all this gentleman, we lost will explain the state of the art, right? Uh-huh. So state of the art testing for uh, COVID-19 is called PCR, polymerase chain reaction, right? So it's basically you're trying to identify uh, a particular uh, DNA and basically multiply it, grow it effectively, right? So it's biology. And it takes time to do biology, you know, 12 hours minimum. And the longer you wait, the more, uh, you know, accurate or specific you become. The problem with that approach is that it's a great, uh, you know, it was, uh, by the way, uh, invented or discovered by uh, a, a guy in 19... 19- Mark
1: Thurman. It was Mark Thurman in uh, 1980.
2: Is, is that right? Mark, Mark, <laughs> no. Mark. Yeah. It was uh, discovered uh, by a guy in uh, uh, 19, um, I believe, 1985 or so. And uh, it worked great, right? So when someone says, oh, we nabbed someone by, their, uh, by DNA test and the criminolo- criminology wow. and all that, it's that technique. It's a centralized technique. It's done in labs and so forth. It's, you know, It's great for onesies and twosies.
1: Oh, and- wait a minute. These are labs with fax machines, right?
2: Basically, right? These are very large...
1: Tele- oh, tell us that. Maybe they have those... What are those things called where you, you push the button down like on the Titanic? What was that thing called? Uh, a Morse code machine, whatever that was called. <laughs> oh, yeah. Telegraph. <laughs> yeah,
2: Telegraph. yeah. So, 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 so the PCR is the, you know, a tool of choice and is great for onesies and twosies. You cannot do this at scale because it's in a centralized lab with PhDs running it and all that. And, you know, for to do... You know, and it's been very effective, by the way, detection of AIDS virus and genetic defects and criminology and all that. Should we but, be
1: offloading this work to the Department of Health and Human Services? I'm sorry, no, Mark.
2: They're leading it, but but <laughs> but but the point is there. You know, uh, here's I'll the issue. The FDA was I know it's,
0: now I can't figure it out. Oh wait a minute.
2: Stop.
1: <laughs> For the one listener who's still here, Mark has interrupted our our otherwise productive podcast with a replay of the Morse code. Did, I did Titanic.
0: what Dave usually does, where he makes <laughs> inserts and sipid sound effects, much to my chagrin, to try and story. piss me off. And I figured I I turnabouts fair play. I'm sorry. This is the worst
1: Sanjay. podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Sanjay's trying to be serious.
2: Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, this is like so. So you know, we need at least. A uh, million daily tests, right? Uh, maybe more like three million daily tests
1: and a lot of those code operators
2: with, with, with whatever technique, right? But we're doing a third of uh, a quarter of that, and furthermore, oh. you know, this particular you know, complicated test needs 11 consumables.
1: Mark, so, do you have a sense that Sanjay has something in mind? Was that I, I said, Mark, do you have a sense that Sanjay has something in mind? Is there here?
2: a better way? I wonder.
0: Of course, there's a better way. There are many, many good ways, right?
2: Well, but before you get into uh,
0: that, so but
2: first you need to understand PCR and the technique being used. Right. Right? So let me the, ask
0: you a question, Sanjay. You, you and I both had the experience of taking our freshmen to college. I did mine Monday of this particular week. I'm, I'm assuming your daughter went uh, as uh, well. No,
2: she's going on the thirtieth. Uh,
0: the moment she
2: they're going to do a test on
0: her. Yeah. So no, don't, don't, going- don't,
1: don't, don't reveal any secrets because I have not yet been to college.
0: It's clear. Um, <laughs> so the thing I was going to say, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go back and shut up. My <laughs> son had to no take uh, uh, one test. You know, they mailed it to him, and he had to do whatever, mail it off, and he had the results 48 hours uh, later. And then when we arrived on campus, they handed him a small test tube of uh, oh, I don't know what too that much was. detail.
1: This is getting bad.
0: Uh, about three, three and a half inches, and he had to open it up, and it had a swab. And he had to go around 15 times in his mouth, inside his mouth, put it back in, and shake it up, yeah. and hand it back to the guy. So, wow, gross. Uh, I'm assuming PCR was the first one that he took. What's the swab test? Is that also PCR? Good a good question, Mark. Unusual. So, so um a blind squirrel finds an acorn every uh, night.
2: It's very unlikely that it was a PCR if he did in his mouth, right? Because saliva has a lot of noise. Uh, the the coffee type of coffee you drink. Uh, what you ate today is going to be noise, right? And that's, right. And yes, it's, uh, you know, uh, this virus is a respiratory virus, and that's why there's some of it in your mouth, but very little.
1: Well, we do, vibe, breathe. we do breathe through our mouths, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: but, but you really breathe through your nose, and also the you, very few people put more things up their nose, like coffee and all that.
0: They might put other things in, but the no, nose has more That was the better. 80s, and, and, and most of us stopped.
1: I, yeah. in the 80s, I once laughed with a mouthful of M&Ms and they came out my nose. I must say that was painful.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason you shove this thing so far up as if it's going into your brain, yeah. because the concentration of the virus up there is very high. and you oh, want your brain? Of the virus and no, not too much of other noise. So oh, really? Yeah, if he did swabbing of the mouth, most likely it was not PCR. PCR is, you know, the, the, the older version is an eight-inch, uh, yeah. you know, stick. State- off. The newer one goes halfway up your nose, and the really new, uh, recent ones is like just in the you know surface of your nose. Would so, it
1: work better if they use dental floss?
0: <laughs> well, where does the dental floss come in? I
1: don't know. It goes into your teeth. That might be better. So thought. Or in
0: your case, mental floss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep going, Sanjay.
0: So, so anyway, there are many techniques,
2: right? PCR is considered like the gold standard. Yeah. I think... You're my, not going to tell my, us
1: it is, isn't, I hope. It's
2: considered the gold standard because it's been, uh, you know, the FDA is, in my opinion, full of people who are biologists and chemists, and they understand that technique.
1: Well, that's why, the, that's why the Department of Health and Human Services is taking this over.
2: Yeah, sure. and, and now they're giving it back. to. The well, seat. they're
1: not burdened by science. Yeah, well, they're giving it back because uh, they but got but regardless, you
2: know, the, if the rulemaking body is not familiar with new stuff... Yeah. then we're at a disadvantage even though we
0: spend this much in healthcare, right?
1: Isn't that guy Fauci from the uh, FDA?
0: He's a, uh, NIH. NIH.
1: Same thing. Uh,
0: I mean, NIH is under CDC, I think, right?
1: Yeah, see, that proves my point.
0: Uh, I think Department of Health
2: and Human Services. It's just a
1: bunch of government letters.
2: The the, Yeah, to us, it's like the U.S. government, federal, right?
1: right? Yeah, they're all the same. And
2: it's like big companies, nations that are totally separate and they want to keep their fiefdoms and all that. And while they're doing their fiefdom stuff, people are dying. And this is the failure that, you know, it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about this for decades, maybe centuries. Well, wait a minute, now. Mark keeps That's saying,
1: but there, Sanjay, there's got to be a better way and you've not you've not told us the better way yet.
2: Wow, well, you know, so this is what... A lot what of foreplay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think. So well, beyond PCR, there are many methods. Let me just, uh, you know, just go run through them.
1: So the like
2: what, your, uh, what your son uh, did, uh, uh, Mark, uh, is uh, CRISPR-based, right? It's gene editing-based, uh, you yeah. know, and there's, you know, uh, companies here in Cambridge, in uh, California, that, uh, you know, have the IP uh, in uh, uh, CRISPR,
0: and did he eat
1: crackers? Mark did he eat crackers? That would prove it was CRISPR if he ate crackers. Uh-huh. He
0: no, but they did. They they had big signs up everywhere saying, "Please make sure you haven't eaten for at least an hour."
2: Yeah, oh. so that they, they want to reduce the noise, right? Uh, that's that's sog- so-
1: we call that we call that soggy, not CRISPR. But keep going.
2: Yeah, yeah. So CRISPR is basically looking for the gene pattern of the of the virus itself, yeah. uh, and uh, they have now, uh, you know uh perfected the system in such a way that you can basically put your uh you know so what's happening in that tube is that there's a little bit of reagent and when you stick it in it not only kills the virus it starts uh, dismembering it right and you only need a certain piece of it and basically when you put it in the lab the lab is almost as uh you know uh, like a little uh, fat credit card right mm. and then you stick it in there and it does this thing inside this uh in fact, uh, you know, a box, and like then
1: you can read it. Mark, Mark, let me interrupt. Mark, do you remember the expression from college, blue balls?
0: <laughs> so have I talked about my musical instrument collection lately? I've got two basses, a guitar, a banjo, a Turkish oud, another oud, two acoustic guitars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are never going to get the answer from Sanjay on this. Am I correct, Sanjay, you're not going to tell us? I have no, a few was, flutes as well. there, but- Oh, you are? You are? You promise you're getting there? You're not yeah. just running on the clock? So, so yeah, well, the battery only has five hours on it.
2: I, I was just going to say, you
1: know. <laughs> Keep going, uh, we're listening.
2: CRISPR is one of the methods, and I, yep. my sense is a lot of the universities are using CRISPR. Uh, it does give you a result within an hour. Remember, three days versus an hour. Big difference, yeah.
1: right? Oh, that's and, fast.
2: And and, and, and and by the way, the PCR sometimes takes two, three weeks. And it's not that the CRISPR test itself is taking that long. Telegraph they, they don't have pipette uh, tips, they don't have reagents. Oh. And because they use so much of it and they're trying to do this at scale, one of the 11 components uh, consumables is running out. And so mm. your uh, you know, sample is in a freezer, it hasn't been opened up. Remember that
1: thing when we were kids where they would say, but for the nail, the shoe was lost, but for the shoe, the ankle was lost, but for the ankle, the horse was lost? That's this. That's our government all over again.
2: Yeah. And and so, I mean, you know, the gestation period of the virus is such that if it starts taking more than a week, it's kind of useless, right? Right. I mean, you could be completely, you know, contagious and,
0: you know, what is the point of taking that test, right? I mean, you might go, like an hour is reasonable. Anything beyond that is not. Well, Well, I understand the
1: reason they're actually taking so long is this is actually the plan is that you take the test and then while you're waiting for the results, you go out without your mask on, you go to like events at Mount Rushmore, you go to bars and you sit at the bar. You don't sit just in the restaurant area and you enjoy yourself and you wait for the results to come back. So this is really a secret plot by QAnon and the government to actually get us out mingling. Because when that test comes back that's I've the always
0: answer. I've always known that you were Q. <laughs> you don't like
1: you don't like that reasoning. Okay, keep going Sanjay. That's-
2: yeah, so so even 12 hours is not good enough is uh, is my opinion. And 1 hour or so as you say more is better. Is reasonable. 1 hour means you can go to the airport, do your test, go through security, get your t- test result, and if you're negative you're going uh, getting your boarding pass. Right? right. And 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 if and if everyone does that you are assured that everyone in that plane is negative so i don't mind sharing the seat next door to me unless
1: they went to mount rushmore in that med- intervening hour
2: yeah yeah exactly and you know in that intervening hour you're you know asked
0: to not you yeah, know, you're semi you're semi-quarantined for that hour so mark, mark, it's like going through customs before, mark before, before you come through.
1: mark can you and i stipulate that a faster test is probably better
0: I, i'd oh. have to talk to my lawyer about that so, uh,
1: Oh, so, I, I, so all my
0: stipulations and, and recitations come through my, uh, my lawyer.
1: <laughs> Keep going, Sanjay.
0: Yes. So, uh, you
2: know, in fact, you know, when I first started thinking about this, there are several things that, you know, are like almost requirements to really get the whole country to be comfortable testing and having, you know, mingling with just negative uh, folks, right? So it needs to be extremely scalable. If, yeah. if you have, a, you know, remember, you know, even now to an extent, but not so much anymore, if you have uh, you know, temperature and all that, will test you. Well, the horse is bolted already, right? So yeah. that doesn't make sense. You want to test pretty much everybody, including asymptomatic uh, Shouldn- people.
1: Sanjay, have you thought about paying people? Wouldn't that be the way to do it? Which, if you want everyone to get tested, you should do like an inverse uh, taxation. You should pay them in accord with their income. Oh, so that
0: would, that would be yeah. like, no, there's a business model around that called TSA yeah. free. I mean, you know, That's good help cool. is like paying
2: people, right? So you don't even need to pay people. But if you paid them, yes, they'll be willing and raising the hand. The problem yeah. now is... Again, back to consumables and how long it takes, right? right. Yeah, so, so that's why, because right. it was so limited in availability, they said, Who should we target now? And right. okay, you know, the frontline workers and then people's symptoms. So it was like really, it didn't, you know, so without the scale, it didn't make sense. And then, you know, uh, the result, time to result, anything like approaching 24 hours is already too late, in my opinion, right? right? One hour is good. Okay, two hours, three hours, maybe, but after 12 hours, it's like almost useless. And you now, are
1: making a convincing case that it, that it needs to be scalable and it needs to be fast. Keep going. What else do we need?
2: And then finally,
1: I think he's uh, working something out the there. The
2: accuracy Again. and sensitivity, right? Yep. So oh, now, accurate, anyway.
1: accurate, accurate. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, there's nothing, so there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? So you can't have it fast and be 100% accurate, right? So you know, if you remember from your uh, probabilities class, right, if you take the same test at 80% accuracy or 0.2% inaccurate, 0.2 times 0.2 is 0.04. So it starts going down, right? So if you're negative, negative, negative with a 0.8% accuracy test, yeah, you know, the likelihood that you'll actually be, you know, positive because it was false negative
0: is Mark. Can we
1: stipulate enough. Mark? Can we stipulate that Sanjay's math was correct there?
0: Again, I I, I really, I cannot answer without counsel. (laughs) (laughs) So the point here is... I'm taking the fifth.
2: CCR is considered the gold standard. Yeah. It has 90% plus accuracy, but not 100% itself.
1: And it's not scalable.
2: And it's not, but it's not scalable. So the point that most people are saying is, would you rather have something that 80% accurate uh, and uh, being able to, uh, you know, uh, do this every week or every month, even versus you know ninety percent, ninety-three percent accuracy, and you get to do this once every six months. No, so no. you know uh, because what is this
1: every six months thing—that's a new—that's a new one. You, what about the what did the every six months come in? We can never do no, that. I'm just
2: saying, if, if everyone uh, waited six months, oh, I had enough tests for everybody. Right? Oh, I see. Yes, but it wouldn't true. be even useful if, if, you know, so now for six months, we shut down the economy. So if, your
1: point is it's scalability I hadn't really thought of this, but scalability is actually uh, implicitly a factor of time.
2: Right. Oh, absolutely. If you take a long time to uh, deliver a result, you're not in the 12 hours, you're not doing other things. You're waiting for the wrong thing. Right. So, so my work as a
1: lawyer is really scalable. It's just, you have to wait longer.
2: Yeah. Scalability matters. Uh, you know, speed the results matters. terrible you know, results matter <laughs> then accuracy uh, matters, but you can you know, do many more tests and mitigate the accuracy issue and right This is where the FDA is holding fast
1: oh, and what, let's see what is, what you're saying just to to interrupt what you're saying is that nobody would disagree that it needs to be scalable. Nobody would disagree that it needs to be fast. but the question is, With all the trade-offs involved, what degree of accuracy are you willing to accept in terms of false positives and negatives? What's the answer?
2: And, and, you know, so there's this, uh, you know, your listeners, and you may know, there's this uh, concept that came about after uh, Ebola called EUA, Emergency Use Authorization. Right. So, you know, the whole, you know, FDA uh, approval process, it can take years and all that. EUA is a fast track, and sometimes you can get an EUA uh, within weeks, right? So there are EUAs... Uh, for testing as well, right? For testing equipment, testing methodology, all sorts. There, are EUAs, like there are over 300 EUAs that have been handed out uh, since uh, the you know uh, this uh, pandemic started in the U.S. Yeah. But the 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 gold standard is still, in my opinion, wrong. Right? I mean, right. you're using the wrong yardstick. I mean, this is a yardstick you know very much about biology and chemistry and all that. And they they could be very well be other methods. You know, CRISPR is one. There's one uh, that has to do with, uh, you know, VOC, it's called, Volatile Organic Compounds that come mm. out of breath. And the 1% is very unique to different people. And also, they put out things that you have inside you. Well, they, wait a minute. If we're
1: talking VOCs, then we ought to talk California because they're good at regulating those things.
2: Yes, for, especially coming out of the automobile, right?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and paints and, and everything else. Okay, but not humans.
2: Yeah, yeah, and so, and then there are other methods that are non-biology-based, which are like physics-based, like mass spectrometry, and Mm -hmm. that delivers results in seconds, right? And then the funny thing is with one, uh, you know, sample, you can say, all right, and basically, it's a data processing problem.
1: Mark wants to know what mass spectrometry is, because he's not watched enough episodes of, was it NCIS, the original one based in uh, Washington? Because yeah, Is that like,
0: the, the one with the lady with the pigtails?
1: Yes, yes, and she called him, what is it, Captain Mass Spec or something? She liked her mass spectrometer, but we never knew what it was. All we knew is it occasionally went on the fritz. So what is it, Sanjay?
2: So uh, in 10 seconds, what mass spec is, and it's been around for decades, it's basically measuring how uh, the mass of uh, of uh, the core components of anything. So anything you ingest from, uh, you know, drinks to food and all has gone through a mass spec analysis. So basically sure. how it works is you put that sample, let's say Coke or some unknown uh, liquid. That
1: Coca-Cola.
2: Coca-Cola. You put it in there and you zap Art it.
1: might be confused otherwise.
2: Yeah, I know. You zap it with, uh, with, uh, with uh, a laser, and what, what it does is it ionizes all the components and becomes gaseous.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. Are you yeah. telling me my food has been not irradiated but has been mass-spectromatized?
0: Not, not your yes. actual food, but yes. uh, the predecessor for that bite that you're going to have.
1: Oh, do they, But do they really test food that way, Sanjay? Yeah, not everything, that.
0: right? But a, a few
2: things, right? So oh, when right. you see the the, the uh, manufacturer's label at the back, how do they know it's 0.001% of sugar? Oh. This is the analysis that they're well, going wait,
1: wait a minute. This is a serious question. I've assumed that was always based on the recipe, which they probably showed to well, the rabbis. The rec- the
2: we don't care about the recipe, right? It may have gone through all sorts of uh, contamination, blah, 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 you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, lead coming off the lead cauldron or whatever, right? We more mm-hmm. care about the output. And yeah, this, but wait
1: a minute. You, wait, wait a minute. Hold
2: the FDA and, and uh, was it, the agricultural uh, department. Uh,
1: no, no, the um, uh, uh, USDA. Uh, USDA. USDA.
2: The USDA is testing the output of that, you know. Oh, uh, when it's the, out, about the, the output of the,
0: of the manufacturing process. No way. Yeah, exactly.
1: No wait! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I you this. I I I didn't know this was true. But let me ask you this: Then are they not required to report all the rat hairs and the rust and all the crap that must invariably be in that? It's another food?
0: department. <laughs> <laughs> not my job. Yeah.
2: Sorry. So so I mean, it's basically saying what what are the uh, you know basic components and the basic components are measured by you know when you irradiate with uh, you know with the laser. Uh, the ionized stuff all flies.
1: Okay, we're going to have to stipulate here again. Mark, are you ready yet to stipulate that that Sanjay's assertion that our food is tested by mass spectrometry and therefore we should be comfortable with it is, if, is indeed if a If I truth. read his
0: attestation, which should be notarized.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so we'll I, go I with you. We'll yeah. go, we are, yeah. we are you know, doing this podcast with at least one uh, lawyer among us. It's always one too many, too. <laughs>
1: okay, keep going. So, Sanjay, you are, I think you look serious, even if we, don't, if, even if we do this audio only, and not video. You look serious, and you're telling me that mass spectrometry, we know it's been around forever. You're yeah. telling it, it's even used on our food, and therefore we should be comfortable with it. And, and okay. by the
2: way, it's used in many places, right? So when you go to a TSA, and every once in a while, uh, they say, uh, you know, show your palm.
1: That's only they, when Mark is nearby.
2: They, they, rub, they rub with a little thing, and then they stick that thing a machine, that's a machine, right? That is now looking for different different signature, signature of bomb-making material, which, by the way, even if you wash your hands, soap and water and all, there is very, very microscopic uh, elements of it Yeah, they're looking for.
1: Well, that's what they tell me on NCS, and I, I will argue, by the way, if you are practicing, as I gather you must be, for your pitching, this is the thing to focus on and less on the food one, but keep going.
2: Yeah, So, and by the way, they do it for... Uh, you know, breathalyzer at the at the at the you know when. How about when the, the
1: cop, cop? When the cop does the breathalyzer, that's the mass that's spec.
2: Also, that's more VOC, but still there's an the element of mass spec and all. So now, using the same methodology, Ooh. you know, if you start uh, irradiating, uh, you know, the sample you took from the nose. Must mode, be
1: the better way Mark was looking for.
2: Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> and and the saliva and all, put, put it on this plate and irradiate it with uh, with the laser. You know, you get a, uh, a histogram,
1: and if well, you're why pushing... hasn't anyone done this before? This seems like it's so obvious.
0: We don't know what this is yet.
1: Oh, I think it has to do with mass spec, Mr. Mass spec, or Captain Mass spec, whatever it is. Major Mass spec. That was it. Major Mass spec.
2: Yeah. So, um, well, that's a very good question, uh, uh, Dave. The m- my view
1: is Mark, I get points uh, for that.
2: It's, it's called silos, right? If you're living in a silo you don't see anything outside your silo and mass spec world, all the experts and all, they're very much lab people.
1: Can I get Fox TV in my silo? Uh,
2: I don't know.
0: No. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to stipulate that the answer is no.
2: (laughs) Thinking outside the box, thinking outside the silo. I mean, people think of mass spec as a way to do analysis of all these other things like food and bomb making stuff. And they've never thought of saying, Perhaps we can also irradiate the human sample and see if there's traces of this stupid virus.
1: So let me ask you this. Why is it that um, so the way PCR works is that you're breaking down the DNA into at least sizable um chunks, if you will, that can be amplified and then when they're when they're amplified, you can now look for yeah. um, this, uh, chunks, if you will, segments that are signatures for whatever whatever DNA sequence is for an example in the virus. How does PCR work if it's essentially obliterating, which is I think what you're doing? You're obliterating the sample. Why does that work? Well, that makes sense uh, for PCR, right? I'm oh, sorry. to I mean mass. Mass spec. I mean mass
2: spec. You're obliterating. Yeah. yeah. But still, so why do you, The, the yeah. histogram is. You think of it as a fingerprint. The fingerprint yeah. is still unique, right? And so you know the fingerprint is going to be there. If you went way deep in the you know nasal cavity, maybe the histogram will uh, have uh, higher peaks. But the the peaks where they occur is still going to be the same.
1: But what you're saying is but the the way mass spec works is it obliterates these samples down to, I assume, the molecular level, or it's certainly not the atomic level because must um, yeah, the molecular right. level.
2: It's ions, right? It's charged particles, and then there's a detector. Okay. If, it, if it is a light particle, it flies further. If it's right. a heavy particle, it flies less. And when you uh, you know put it on its side, you see histograms. But if
1: Mark had laughed up M&Ms like I had and you took the sample from his nose, so now you have all the mass spec M&Ms, which would probably have to dominate the inside of his nose.
2: There's a second part to this, right? If you just take the mass spec, you'll see a bunch of garbage because of your M&Ms and other things, right? Right. As well as the virus, right? So then there's machine learning. Wait a minute,
1: Mark, look look at Mark squirming. He's going to get sick on us. Look at him. Keep going.
2: Keep going. Just ignore, so, uh, ignore, so ignore the logic. This is what uh, the virus signature looks like,
1: and you. But try how do you to, separate that out from all the, the, other the noise. noise? How do you separate out from the noise, which is the M and M's, the boogers, the saw, the dust I've been breathing in out here? Yeah. How do you yeah. separate it out?
2: So uh, this is the machine learning part, right? So this is where a lot of the IP is, and this is why the same sample, she That's can say- good
1: IP word, by the way. This is,
2: yes, I know, I we, we might be looking for one. So uh, so this I, is I have some signature. good recommendations. <laughs> this is a signature of, <laughs> of SARS-CoV-2. Look at, uh, Mark, I think blind,
0: we really got, we really got some to- some uh, law data. firms in Waltham. <laughs> 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 <Keep> <laughs> you go. We really got to him now, Mark. You got me. You got me. So, so Sanjay, yes. are you trying to solve this problem? <laughs> oh, is
1: that a line from that show?
0: No, I just, oh, I was yeah. asking him. I know the answer to the question.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> keep going.
0: I think if we could solve this, uh, it'd be great.
2: But uh, again, because the topic of your uh, podcast about failure, the fact that little me is trying to do this and not the federal government says something that about is it.
1: scary.
0: It's, so really, we go back to- it's scary too, yeah, I know. I, I like sorry. being included in that we. Wait a minute, how do I get in on this? Is, <laughs> well, it's uh, just, it's just <laughs> like getting in on the hydroxychloroquine scam.
2: Uh, I, I know just to, just where
0: to send you for that one. <laughs> so let me ask you this: if You know the I, my the my pillow guy's got some substance that he's hawking now. Ooh. If
1: we apply machine learning to hydroxychloroquine, do we end up being okay? In other words, just because you're using machine learning, how do we know this is going to work?
2: So you you need to know if it is pure virus what it looks like first, right? So you get your histogram,
0: your signature. Right. Yes, but that
1: signature is completely clouded by the boogers, the M&Ms. No,
0: because no, t- no. T- it, no, no, no. it it it, it, it finds that stuff grown. out.
2: When you see lab-grown with no other noise, you know this is the control. This is what you're, This is the true signature of a virus. And then you take the swab from your nose, and there's of course all sorts of noise. And you're saying, is there this pure signature inside this histogram? And you eye I couldn't tell it at all. Because we don't have AI built into our heads, right?
1: Okay, wait a minute. Let me, let, me, let me try an analogy in real time, which is scary. Let's say that I go to, I understand, but I don't travel. I understand there are beaches that have, like, really red sand or really interesting sand, right? Um, or beaches that have white sand, purely white sand beaches that are highly sought after, just like viruses. And I also understand there are beaches that are largely tan, where, though they appear to be tan, it's really a mixture of tan and white and black and red, right? Because that's where all the little stones, that's the colors of the original stones that the the sand is made from. Now if I take a handful of red sand that I picked up in person from a red sand beach, (laughs) Mark's sending us Morse code, SOS, he's saying, get me out of here. So if I take a handful of red sand and throw it onto the beach of, of sort of tan sand and I mix it around a little, how am I going to be able to detect in point of fact that some of the sand, when I sub- subsequently sample it, because all the damn particles look the same, how am I going to be able to tell that that this sample has been polluted, if you will, with red sand from a beach? I, from- I, think
0: I think you're overcomplicating No, it. but this is what it is. I don't have a this scientific is background. It sounds like they have a pattern. No, no no, no, this, no, no. This no, algorithm no, no. that recognizes no. that pattern.
1: This is what makes science, has, has thrown science into such ill repute. You've got people coming up and saying, don't worry, it's machine learning.
2: Well, I mean, if, you know, we don't need to call it machine learning. Let's call it a uh, s- uh, signature histogram of the pure virus. Right?
1: But how does that come out? That's what I'm trying to understand. How does that come out? Is, no, my, no, sand, sure. is my sand analogy roughly fair?
2: Uh, you know, actually, you lost me in the, on the it sand. Terrible. But, but, but let me tell you how, let's, let's say the virus has three peaks at these three masses. Uh, and they, they look you know short, tall, short at 600 uh, daltons, uh, very tall at uh, 1200 daltons, and uh, short again at. Wait,
1: before uh, you say, it, uh, I'm at you.
2: daltons. Let's, That's us, your signature.
1: No, 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 Let's postulate that those those peaks, um, the the molecular weights or ionic weights at which those are peaks, those I- things of those those very ions occur in other substances, and it's could right, even...
2: right, But the so, probability huh? of these three, in this uh, ratio appearing becomes less and less. And by the way, if, if you know, and there are no, th- there aren't only three peaks, there are many more peaks. And so the combination, so this really, again, a, it's a fingerprint. The fi- the problem- say, that your sounds like a fingerprint, it's unique. Is exactly in that order, it's very, I mean, yes, it might happen, but the probability is so low. And so what, what you're
1: saying is, you take a sample from somebody. You take a. was the saliva work for this stuff? Is it saliva? You need nose. Saliva work. It's boogers or whatever. Strong. Okay. You take a booger. You take a booger out of Mark's nose. You you stick it in major mass spec, um, and you explode it with your laser beam or whatever it's done with, uh, with a flame. And now you have a bunch of ions and you measure the molecular weight of those to see where you have peaks. What you're saying is, is that if it turns out that Mark had, um, in, uh, has this virus in his system in any quantity, his peaks, when you look at the whole bunch of them, will be a little more prominent in these, what is it, 100, 100 points? Let's 1, say the
2: three peaks that we talked about, right? Okay. It'll, be, uh, it'll be more prominent than yours.
1: But yeah. not, not substantially more prominent, just a little more prominent.
2: By the way, with naked eye, you can't even tell. Try right? right. the computers to do your, uh, do your heavy sounds
0: lifting. Like it, it, uh, I think, David, you're getting caught up in some of it. it. Sounds like it's like the equivalent of an iris scan, where there's a unique signature that comes out. And no matter no. what you do, it's no. going to look like that.
2: And no. the funny thing, uh, Mark, is, is you're, uh, you're uh, right, in the right
0: direction anyway. The, Better the than the stupid sand are, analogy. The,
2: the, the, the irises are so unique. And you know every one of them is different. Right. Here, fortunately, there's no uniqueness per individual. There's only two or three. Very, in fact, this is why PCR and CRISPR, when the virus mutates, and by the way, these viruses are you know smart enough that they mutate. Now suddenly, your method's not going to work. Here, you know, yes, you're now going to start looking at a slightly different uh, pattern, but. If you can figure out the, you know, the, the pure, I have a genius, uh,
1: genius question.
2: You can actually change what you're looking for instantaneously.
1: Mark, I have a genius question. I will attribute to Mark because he is uh, struggling with the M and M's in his nose. Um, has mass spec been used to detect other viruses successfully?
2: Oh, mass spec, as I just said earlier, has been used to detect the AIDS virus. You know, very, very successful. You know, yeah, uh, so take that, Dave. And, and many yeah. other things, right? And, and by the way, uh, you know, uh, mass spec does get used, uh, you know, in uh, detecting...
1: Why isn't it readily adopted by the industry for virus detection?
2: Oh, because... it's Okay, uh, amazing question.
1: Question. Mark, Mark, asked that was my Mark, question. Write it, write, write it down, Mark. That was a great, amazing
0: question. Not even great. I, for for yeah. the listening audience, I texted him that question. So,
2: <laughs> so the reason this has... Uh, been considered the wrong tool for biological material is that the component parts of biological material is very heavy. It's not like you know, uh, you know, food and all that different things where you can break it down to the elements and molecules. Of, you know, the 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 uh, viruses have these proteins and the proteins are heavy, and the se- the uh, sensitivity of a mass spec to uh, Detect a whole protein. I mean, those machines
1: are you suggesting that you have to like run the mass spec on somebody's, you have to chop their whole arm off and, and, and obliterate that in the mass spec machine, or do you mean something else? Uh,
2: you know, it, it's just that, you know, yes, it, it can detect it, mass spec can detect it, but it doesn't scale because, you know, these machines are the ones that can take the whole uh, protein and uh, say there's that protein. Those cost millions of dollars and
1: it's room. But let me ask you this. If there, were, if there were a solution out in the hypothetical universe where the mass spec machine were less expensive and lighter and to be carried around like a tricorder, would that be a useful solution?
2: Of course. And that's what uh, I think some people are uh, attempting. Oh. So, I,
1: oh, there's,
2: a I, there's, there's, a, there's a mass spec that can uh, pick out a whole uh, protein that's as big as your living room and uh, $5 million, right? And people like the Polk Institute and all those—they have it. Both rodents should have it, and they know they can detect it. That's not a problem.
1: By the way, if they make they money from, from that, who will they donate it
2: to? Country to get uh, to million uh, million tests a day? No, it's just—it doesn't work. However, we just talked about the explosives detection at the airport, and you've seen those, I think. Oh, they sure. you know, yeah, two feet by six inches by six inches. It's, why is it small? And I imagine it's about $10,000 each. And the reason is
1: it's single function. I would actually have seen the ones in the airport, but I'm usually too busy making sure the person in front of me is not stealing my laptop.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a single function and it's small. Mm -hmm. And I imagine I haven't uh, looked up their pricing, but you know, it's, I imagine thousands of dollars, not millions of dollars. So let me ask us every airport and put, you know, uh, one per lane, and so every airport might have 100 of them. Right. Now, that's what we're trying to get to oh. a failed national network of testing systems that is like a bomb
0: detection system.
1: Let me ask you this Who are the Koch brothers? Or actually, there's only one of them now, I guess, right?
0: Well, there's who, still two of them, but but one of them has always been inactive.
1: Okay. So the Koch brother with a parent asked, Are they putting their money into the uh, Lincoln project, or what, what are they funding? Definitely not. There? Oh no, they're not. Do you guys know? I mean, they—they are are they never. Think, I don't think
0: they're participating in this. I think they're pleased with what's going on overall. Oh, really? Maybe not like the messenger, but they like the message.
1: Okay, so Sanjay, you have Mark and you have Mark and me convinced. Um, where do we sign up?
0: Well, you—and should you? Will you call it the Tricorder? <laughs> Love it. Yeah.
1: Beam me up, Scotty. Well, that's the wrong thing.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is this is why we generally mandate no phones.
1: <laughs> what is that? Oh that's
0: the tricorder that's, sounds.
1: Oh, that's the tricorder. Okay. So Sanjay, this sounds good. So so to um to wrap up this otherwise fine podcast, and I can't imagine this would do anything other than lose business for you. Um
0: Well he didn't talk about anything, so
1: No, I think he just said the system is a failure. And I think he well, I was, agree
0: with that. So the core the core point that Sanjay was exploring was that it is a the the coronavirus response is a massive fail. Yeah, and, and we're and we're of course the kings of failure here. Um, yes,
1: yeah. and so he came to the right place to to, to tell right. that story. So, so
0: and then there's some conjecture of some ways to uh, mitigate this failure.
1: I, I detected that one of those that one of those those solutions was particularly good.
0: Mass spec for everyone.
1: Yeah, major mass spec to you. Right. Um, oh, that's good. And so I that's, guess we're just going to have to...
2: Home. I don't know if that's going to happen soon, but mask back to your CVS, to your, at your airport, at your university. Yeah.
0: It's makes perfect cool. sense. Oh, I know really? that I've started going back to my gym, which is reopened with a lot of precautions. And one of the things they do...
1: Well, that's only because point, you're going back.
0: Well, no, but one of the things they do, you know, they ask you five questions. They look at you and, the and then they take your temperature. Yeah. Right. And you can't enter if it's above or below a certain threshold. Um, to me, something that is as simple as I put my head against this thing and it says red light, green light is the way to go. It would be a big winner. And I think you'd see it in gyms and libraries and supermarkets and, you know, uh, transportation places and all that.
2: Look, stuff. I mean, you know, we had, we had a uh, big event, I think, on, I know we had a big event on September 11th. 2001, right? Oh, I heard it. Then right. there was this new federal response, and uh, you know, and TSA was born, and they came up with rules, and you have to take your shoes off and do all this thing. Yep. We'll get used to that, right? I mean, it's, and, and very quickly, the flying public, uh, you know, w- was back at it, and the economy, you know, although it suffered for a few years, yep. was at it. I mean, if you we'll have them, a federal response like that, I'm not sure, you know, we we'll so that,
0: that is... is- I mean, what you're pointing out is absolutely a big, the big failure. Is, is, I think you're exactly right. That's the right analogy. I mean, that was what, 3,500 people was, killed?
1: Was not responding to Ebola and SARS by putting in place the um, TSA equivalent on the microbe side.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And, and by the way, you know, I think we're lulled into thinking, oh, we're the United States. Nothing will come this way. That's you magical. think you. SARS, Ebola, eh. In, there were a few uh, cases in Colorado and all that, but it will yeah. never be big.
1: We but, are separated by large oceans. What can yeah, possibly cross a large you know, ocean?
2: Things fly over those oceans, you know? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and people are very much, you know, in uh, mixing with each other. And I'll tell you, you know, I hadn't seen the uh, movie Pandemic before. Oh, uh, in lockdown. When oh. I saw it, I thought, holy cow. They knew about all this. They predicted all of this. And they predicted to such precision that I'm like, uh-oh. The people probably thought this is just sci-fi.
0: This- yeah. Did, they, did they predict It became a, a documentary.
1: Oh, <laughs> did, you, did you see uh, Pandemic? You saw it? Yeah. It was it good?
0: Oh, it's worth watching if you haven't watched it.
1: Did you ever see The Andromeda Strain?
0: I remember no. that one.
1: Oh, that was that I was... also
0: cool. like it. I like old Crichton. Okay.
1: Well, Sanjay, this was super enlightening. I would think Mark would agree, except he's got M&Ms coming out of his nose still. I always do. <laughs> so, and, and you think we won't lose audience for, or, you, or lose business for you if we actually post this as a podcast? Uh,
2: I think you can do what you wish. Uh, I didn't say.
1: No, nobody listens to this anyway. Mark and I occasionally listen to it, but we try not to. No, I don't.
2: <laughs> but you might have the other effect, right? Which is suddenly people are so uh, curious about this methodology that your business, your listening public, will go up by millions of folks.
0: And, then- and yet that would have zero impact on our lives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think you wanna go and get a few sponsors and then oh. suddenly, you know, you can quit
0: your day jobs.
1: I bet there's some startups that you know about who would love to sponsor a budding podcast about failure. There's nothing
0: budding about what we're doing. <laughs> we hardly the, the new news.
1: <laughs> there we go, that's a word I don't regularly right. use.
0: But-
2: Uh, I'm sorry I didn't make it out to the CIC, but after this type of podcast, I think we should just have a strong break somewhere. (laughs) Right. Well, I would do that. I would do